0: You're listening to a 1FM podcast Now it's time to drop around to Cozzy's Corner Cosy, Cozzy, are you there mate?
1: Yes I am, mate Oh, it's going You've to be a good day You've had a terrific morning, haven't you? Yeah, yeah yeah,
0: it's uh, yeah. I don't like Mondays at the moment, but big thank you to our tech guru Adam, who's been down here and unplugged the uh, modem and plugged it back in, and here we are. We can hear your voice. That's fantastic. How are you, mate? What are we What are we talking about today?
1: Well, today we're talking about an absolute legend. Uh, <clears throat> she goes by the name of Petula Clark.
0: Petula she... Clark.
1: Yes, uh, probably a young one like you may not know her, but we'll uh, we'll see as we go through. Born November the fifteenth, nineteen thirty-two. She was born to parents who were both nurses. As a nine-year-old, she volunteered to sing to a scared audience at a BBC broadcast after a bombing raid. Oh my goodness! Yeah, such such brilliance was the performance. They actually got her to appear on the BBC broadcast show thereafter and she appeared in over 500 uh, programs uh, wow. that were designed to entertain the UK troops overseas. Not bad for a nine-year-old.
0: Not bad at all.
1: Yeah, she became known as the Singing Sweetheart. Uh, she performed for King George VI, uh, the Queen's dad. Yep. Uh, Winston Churchill. She became known as Britain's Shirley Temple and became a bit of a mascot to the British Army. And she wasn't even 13 by the time the war had finished, roughly 13. Yep. Uh, this led to a series of B-grade movie roles as she uh, she got a little bit older and she hosted a TV series at the age of 18 called uh, petula Clark's pet parlor now in the late 1940s a musical career beckoned uh, a number of major UK hits uh, but they weren't of anything of note and uh, she even got a number one in Australia back in 1954 okay. And I, I don't know this song the little shoemaker so I'm gonna have to chase that up but
0: uh, I'll have a search for it right now
1: yeah so have you keep going search huh? search. Yeah, 1957, she meets a guy called Claude Wolfe, who was a publicist, who eventually becomes her husband, and they have three children uh, down the track, two daughters and a son. Um, in 1960, France, Belgium, she goes on a tour, and she starts singing songs in German, French, Italian, and Spanish. So we've got to remember, this is she's only 28, so she's obviously very gifted.
0: I'm funny, Nin- I'm getting English right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. 1961, she brings out her first UK number one song, a song called Sailor, which is my favourite song of hers, and also a song called Romeo, which ends up getting her uh, gold discs uh, for both of those in the finish, even though Romeo didn't become number one. In France, she did a song called Ya Ya Twist, which was the only successful recording by a woman to do with the chubby checker twist uh, movement of the song, so a little bit of a thing there. Uh, she brought out a song called Chariot, uh, which is the original version of Peggy March's song, I Will Follow Him. But yep. uh, Peggy March in 1963 um, added English words to it and uh, made quite a, quite a hit out of that particular song. 1963, she adds another string to the bow and she starts writing soundtracks for French films. Oh, Nineteen sixty wow. Yeah, she's very, very talented, I know, this woman. I, I must admit I was really, really surprised as I'm going through this uh, last night. 1964, she appears on the UK version of This Is Your Life, uh, which, she, which she appeared again in 1975, 11 years later, and they got her back on again in 1996. So she's the only person to receive this tribute in this TV show uh, to, to be brought up three times. So obviously a very loved person. 1964, she meets a guy called, uh, a composer called Tony Hatch, And uh, he writes a song called Downtown about his trip to New York City. Yep, I know that one. Um, Yes. Well, uh, you know, Petula not mucking around records it in four separate languages and it becomes number one in several countries, including Australia and the USA, uh, where it sold uh, three million copies in 1965. Pretty uh, Pretty good record in the days of the Beatles.
0: Yeah, mass marketing.
1: Yes, very much so. They are the first of that was the first of fifteen consecutive top forty hits. Wow. I'll just mention a few. She was uh, she did set on fire around that time. Uh, songs like I Know a Place, My Love, uh, which was her second US number one um, hit, A Sign of the Times, Color My World, Don't Sleep in the Subway, Couldn't Live one. Without Your Love, and This Is My Song, which uh, uh, came out of a, a film in 1967 called The Countess from Hong Kong. Uh, and Charlie Chaplin scored, wrote, and directed that particular film just before he passed away, and it starred Marlon Brando and Sophia Loren, which would have been a very hot item back in 1967.
0: certainly would have been.
1: My word. 1968, she uh, causes major controversy in a US TV special. Uh, She's on the show with uh, black singer Harry Belafonte, and she innocently takes hold of his arm while they were singing one song or having a chat and, of course, the wowsers of the time just went off their faces and uh, Petula and her husband <laughs> just bunched. We said, come and get lost, will you? We've got better things to do than worry about, uh, you know, your insecurities. Nuts. Uh, so in she, 1968 she uh, started her film career again uh, in a film called Finian's Rainbow where she was nominated for the Golden Globe Award, which is the Hollywood Foreign Press Film Critics Award, you know, as the Academy Award is really, um, you know, actors and actresses vote there. And she also appeared opposite um, Peter O'Toole in uh, Goodbye, Mr. Chip's uh, version of the 1939 film that Robert Donat was in. She also encouraged talent and um, got a young girl to see Herb Alpert. That young girl was Karen Carpenter of the uh, Carpenters. And, uh, okay. Um, so she helped launch um, Karen Carpenter's um, rise to fame. Now, one night after... Um, Heading uh, home from uh, where an audience uh, guy heckled her, somebody did in the audience heckled her because she sang some French. She discussed the issue with John Lennon and uh, Yoko Ono, and somehow she ended up on the song. Obviously, in the chorus of the song, "Give Peace a Chance." Oh, really? You know that song, you? yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah Well, wow. she's in there somewhere. So I don't. I I've heard of this. So, 1976, she performs downtown for Queen Elizabeth at Queen Elizabeth's Silver Jubilee, which is the 25th year of the monarch's reign. Wow. Now, isn't it interesting when we've just lost the Queen after um, something like 70 years? Incredible. Yeah. 1981, she goes to the stage this time and plays Maria von Trapp uh, from The Sound of Music. It was originally meant to be six months, but such was the demand that it went for 13 months, and she received the Laurence Olivier Award for Best Actress in the Musical. Uh, she appeared in, over over a number of years, she, she uh, appeared as Norma Desmond from the film Sunset Boulevard, over 2,500 performances. Same character, but in different productions. Uh, 1988, it'd be probably around your time, mate. Disco remix of Downtown, ended that top ten in the UK.
0: That might be the Downtown that I know.
1: Possibly so. What about the Saw Doctors? Do you know them? The Saw? S-A-W?
0: No. Uh, it, um...
1: Uh, I'm not sure. They they did a version of Downtown. She appeared in the video in 2011. So the Saw Doctors, W Doctors. Now, uh, since then, of course, you know, she's virtually retired, but she still managed to do one-woman shows, concerts, duets, uh, with other artists on albums, helped with musical festivals, television guest appearance, just to mention a few things. She lives in Geneva, Switzerland, did I say that she also skis? No, I didn't. No, you didn't. She's done everything. If she, uh, I'll bet she's also done skydiving. Uh, I,
0: was, I, I was about to say that. I bet she's done skydiving.
1: <laughs> an amazing career, mate. Uh, she's yeah. been around for eighty years in the entertainment world. If you, you know, sort of take that nine-year-old thing as an entertainment, which it obviously was. Yep. And uh, so she turns ninety-one on November the fifteenth. Wow. And if she brought out a rap song next week, it wouldn't surprise me one bit.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, they,
1: uh, they... yeah, well, the song I've chosen, of course, is the one I have to choose, even though Sailor's my favourite song. Um, we've got to play downtown, haven't we? Yep,
0: yeah, we can do that. Um, just before I um, get off the phone to you, mate, The Gaylord's A Little Shoemaker, 1954. Would that be it? Yeah.
1: Oh, that could be it. I'll have to, I'll have to get on the internet and have a bit of a listen. Um, I, um, I don't know the song. Yep. Um, so, uh, like, you know, I was, I was born in 1950, so I wasn't listening to the music in 54. Didn't, we didn't get a radio until about 58, 59, so uh, yep. I think before that was a bit of a mystery. So, yeah, look, I'll, I'll find out and have a listen. But anyway, Downtown, that's the number one song that everybody knows her for.
0: Oh, thanks a lot for ringing in. What we're going to do, Cosy, is we're going to flick over to the news and straight out of the news we're going to um play the song, if that's OK. Yeah, I was going
1: to suggest that because we're running out of time. All right, we'll catch you next
0: week. Yeah, hopefully a lot smoother, mate. Thank you for um, being so patient.
1: Okay.
0: All right, see you, mate. See you. And that was Cosi on ninety-eight point five one FM. What a trooper! He held on for ages, and thanks to our tech guru. When you're alone and life is
1: making you lonely.
0: You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.